Hello everyone and welcome to this special and scripted version of the Ace Space podcast where we take a little bit of a deeper look at the unscripted series that we've been recording for CEV's Instagram TV and YouTube channels over the last couple of weeks. Joining myself, Dave Rogers, for the discussion is Kira Michael and Matt Rogers. Uh, Kira, let's go again. Heads or tails? <laughs> All right, we'll go tails this time. It's a head. We'll speak to Matt first. How are you, mate? Yeah, really well. Really well, thanks. Had a good week. Good. What have you been up to? Any more building? I, I have, actually. I've started on the outdoor kitchen. Hang on. Outdoor kitchen? Yeah, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I say bought. I kind of donated £10 to like a company's Christmas drinks fund and in exchange stole all their pallets. So I'm ripping the pallets to pieces and using the wood to make an outdoor kitchen. Uh, that sounds like a fire hazard. Uh, back in the day, an outdoor kitchen was a barbecue key. I was going to say this. There's a built-in barbecue as part of it and a tap. And we can't decide on the pizza oven. Sounds like a lot of work, that. Oh, yeah, but pizza. No, I know. Especially, oh. look, we've got Matteo Piano now as well. So pizza is on the mind. I was going to say, you should have asked him for some some tips while you were on with yeah, him, David. And we've got Italian pronouncer-in-chief, Kira Michael, on the... <laughs> Pronunciator extraordinaire. Uh, so what have you been up to? What have you been up to, Key? I wish I had something exciting for you guys. It's I'm, I mean, living in quarantine, there isn't really much change from day to day, but yeah, still in the south of France, still enjoying the sun, still missing volleyball, missing family, just doing this. This is actually the highlight of my day. I don't want to say that's sad, but it... Don't make it sound so sad. Don't make it sound so sad. Uh, we record these remotely, so I'm in London with Matt's in Cornwall, for those of you uh, that have never been... You can you can Google it, don't worry. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, those of you that have never been to, to the United Kingdom, it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Key is in the south of France, but we are... Uh, all still on lockdown and we're doing this via zoom so you can't see us it's a podcast but we can see each other and your plants key look like they're in rude health they must have been getting some lovely attention i, I don't know what plants you're looking at i've got an orchid just there that my aunt gave me when she came to visit <laughs> yeah. and it has about one flower left on it oh really apparently you're meant to put cubes of ice to keep orchids alive what i'm not a plant person by any means i do love having living plants in my in my space but i'm just not very good at keeping them alive i can't remember who said it to me but um a, a, a conspiracy theorist once told me that you should never have plants in your bedroom because they steal your oxygen while you're asleep <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a good one this week with plants i went into the garden and there were some eggshells in all of um, my wife's plants so i started to tell off the kids because i thought they'd been you know picking up eggshells from the, the worktops and spreading them around the garden. Turns out it stops slugs and snails going into the plant pots. No. Yeah. Really? Apparently. Like when people put barbed wire on a fence. So yeah, eggshells are the equivalent to barbed wire. Right. But for slugs and snails. So I'll tell you if it works. So far, no slugs or snails have been found present. So seems to be working. <laughs> Gardening tips. Okay. Today, then, let's actually talk volleyball. Teo Piano, superstar Italian middle, uh, serious athlete, and what a lovely, energetic, charismatic guy. It was, it was, the, first, it was the first unscripted that, that we did, and I was really excited about the project. And as soon as... Uh, you'll have to pronounce it, Key. Was it Cisorno? Cisorno, Dave? Cisorno. That was very good. Cisorno. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, this is going to be so, so good. Uh, we're going to talk in more detail after the full unscripted uh, interview, but very quickly, what did you guys make of it? And it, 
if you have you ever come across um, Teo in person? I met him at uh, Eurovolley 2019. Um, so obviously we do the, the, the arrival interview and the post-match interview. Arrival with both teams, post-match with winning team. Um, so we find out the players that are comfortable and happy to speak English on, on live TV before. And he's one of the ones that was listed. So yeah, we did a few with him. He was always very good. Um, but yeah, what, what struck me from the, the whole concept was that he's someone who straight away said, this is a situation that I can help. He wasn't someone that said, this is a situation where I've got to sit back and wait. This is a situation I can help. And some of the stuff he was doing in Italy, which we'd heard about, was the very reason we wanted him one as the first unscripted guest. And I believe he talks about it. Mm. Yeah, well, let's have a listen then. Uh, what I will do is apologise for the audio quality with this one. We did our best, but uh, we learned a lot of lessons after we'd spoken to Teo. And if you followed the unscripted series, you'll notice that the audio and video got a lot better as we went along. But it's a lovely interview with a lovely man. Hopefully you enjoy it. This is Unscripted with Teo Piano. Hello, Dave Rogers here, CEB commentator. And like lots of you, I'm at home, I'm on lockdown, I'm self-isolating, and without the sport to watch, I'm a teeny tiny bit bored. I've tried to keep myself entertained, I've tried to take up new hobbies, but it's just not working. So I'm gonna take this opportunity to reach out and catch up with some of my friends. First up, Power Volley Milano and Italy captain, Matteo Piano, brilliant guy. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Cisano Dave. Hello, how are you, mate? Okay, good, good. You? Yeah, yeah, really good. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm locked down in my flat and I'm bored, right? And all I hear is that Italy, you're on the news all the time. I feel as though London, they keep saying we're two weeks behind Italy. So I thought I would give the main man, the main Italian, a call and talk about the best ways to cope with what's going on. So first things first, how are you? Not just around here, but up here. How are you getting yeah. on? I'm good, I'm good. I think that this quarantine that all, uh, all of us, most of, of us have stood to live, can make us a better human when uh, all this period in, in our houses uh, finish. I, I'm good. I start my quarantine, but like the first 10 days was Perfect. I've done a lot of things that I never had the time to do this, like reading or writing or talking with all my friends around the world. Um, I do a lot of things. I try also to do things that I never did a lot, like painting or uh, reading something so far um, also to to me. And so, this is good. And now it's long because like it's like two weeks and I think that I have more more days I have to practice for with my knee with all my body, but I think that um, this is one of the small things that we can do for helping the world for helping human and uh, I have to do this with all my my strong strong and strongness and all my heart. It sounds like uh, you're coping with it really well and you're doing a lot better than me because you mentioned reading there <laughs> and I've got all these books behind me and at the moment I have read zero of them. So the longer... Well, you the have to look like me, that I, I divide all my books like in books that I don't read for sure because I don't like. <laughs> and books that I have to read, books that I have to study, books that I will love to read. I, I, I do this. And then sometimes I also take someone that I don't want to read but... And yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I went, they I look good it. on the shelf, though. Um, yeah. but, well, let's talk about um, 
Let's talk about volleyball first, shall we? And of course, the Olympic Games. Big decision yesterday. I saw on Instagram that, that you had something to say about that. It felt as though a decision that had to be made, but now your continued Olympic dream is going to have to wait a year longer. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I wrote something about the, this decision because I thought it was maybe one of the difficult decisions about a sport world that uh, everyone of us has to, to listen or to, or to take. And I think that um, on, there is maybe one thing stronger than the Olympics game and is the, the power of the life. And then I think that this was the, the priority of everyone, sportmen and people that are not in the, in the sport world. I think that we can change our Olympic dream, but we cannot change the, um, uh, the decision about life. Then this is, um, is a must. We, have, we, we must. Um, be uh, we, have, we must do something for this, and for sure, uh, I think it was the best idea of um, of all to make them to change the the days of the Olympics because what we are living in every country is something so far from our um, imagination and. Uh, then yeah, we have to, to live the, this dream in a wonderful way. And I don't think that uh, this can, could be possible on, in July and August of this year. Um, what's happening? You mentioned speaking to, to your friends there, but what's happening with your teammates? Are you all sort of still in contact with each other? Are you drifting apart at the club? Of, well, the, your, your club team and the Italian team, are they, are they making an effort to keep you all together at the moment? Uh, my my team in Milan, my power volley team. We are so 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 friends. We we love each other so much, and then we keep in touch. Like um, every day, we make some some Zoom uh, travel together, also with the with the staff. And we are um, close also to all the Italian and foreign players that play in Italy now, because we are all 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 together. We are speaking about the situation, about the, the feeling that we have. Because I think that one, one thing that I, I hope that we learn about this situation here in Italy is that we have to, to, to build a big, big player team. Like we have to fight and uh, together. I always hope in, in this during all my, my career it was not so easy. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't lose the, that dream to make a big, uh, um, I don't know, movement, if we can tell in English, like a player movement all together. Because I think that the sport has this uh, important uh, message, you know. We have to fight together for make the world better uh, with the, the sport mentality, with the sport act. And then also this, we have to, to fight together for, um, for something in which we, we believe, not me, but the me, meaning us, is this. And then this um, sad moment are, um, has uh, the power to make all the players here in Italy closer. And then we are talking about what we think about um, the championship, the situation next year. And it's, it's good, I think. 
what you say there, it seems to sum up the Italian mentality towards sport and beyond. Um, what do you think it is about you as an athlete and, and, your, and your colleagues across sport that means that you perform on the big page? I've actually, I've got this, uh, this flat volleyball behind me. This was um, a match ball that was used when Italy won the bronze medal in London 2012. Of course, you were a part of the silver medal winning team in Rio four years ago. What is it about the Italians that means that they deliver on the big stage like you guys do at the Olympics? Uh, you you ask me um, how is like the um, the characteristic of it exactly. Italian? Yes, yeah. <laughs> allora, I I love a lot of things um, of being Italian of Italian people. Um, I don't like other things of uh, <laughs> of us. Okay, what don't you like? What do you not like about the but Italian? I think that it's like, it's like the life. I have to um, put my, the focus on my best things. Like uh, if I have to do something, I have to push my, my, my best. You know? I know that but I'm like, I can be good at blocking. Maybe my defense is not the best. Okay, I have to focus on, on the block more. Like uh, is my... Is my is my goal, no? And then yeah. defend. I can do my best. Is this Italian people are like this? I think that we have a lot that is wonderful. Like I think the passion and also the um, the way to put out this passion. Sometimes is maybe um, a little bit genuine, like without thinking, but it's pure. And then it's, it's not maybe so like um, formal, formal. Yeah, yeah. Not rude, but it's, it's like um, concrete. Conc I don't know if it is the, in English you can say this word. So when this is all over then, when the quarantine <laughs> is done and you're allowed out of your front door and, and freedom is upon us once more, what are you most looking forward to? What do you think the first thing that you're going to do is when the quarantine's over? Well, um, I really don't know. I think that we have to um, uh, going out uh, softly because oh, I think that all of us um, would be changed a little bit. Then I, don't know. I would like to come back home maybe. I would like to come back home to my to my family, um, because if I'm thinking about me here in Milan, I would like really to go to come back on in the gym here in Milan, because I need to to continue my my last part of rehabilitation, and I want to come back on the gym. Mm. Uh, but if I need to have a mm, I have a situation that made my heart for sure amazing for would be coming back home. Also because the coming back home is always a coming back home, is home. Coming back on, on the court, coming back in the gym now will be not in the scene, will be not the same about one month ago because things are really changing. Home is home. 
I think that home is one of the things that cannot change um, a lot because his, his emotion, his, his family, his, his friends, his, the place where you were, where, where you were, where you born, and then is this and the home, and then the gym with my with my team. How far is home from Milan? But like one hour fifteen. I'm lucky. It's here. It's like this. But it's good. I have to be here and make my quarantine here like a good rules explain. Yeah, I think uh, we. Should, well, I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, but what this lockdown does allow us to do is reach out and connect to the fans. So even though this is completely unplanned and completely unscripted, we have had some questions yeah. from Ooh, some yeah. of your fans. Uh, some of them are about volleyball. Some of them aren't. Uh, let's start with a volleyball question. This was asked by Emir. Oh, I can't read that. Sorry, Emir. Em- Emir Tandem, we'll put it on Instagram. I'm so sorry, Emir. Um, first he's thing, in Italian. He's yeah, in Italian. Maybe. Uh, can, can you can you read that? It's the, it's the top one. Either oh, way, like I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll ask you the question first. How can we okay. improve our vertical jump? How we can improve our vertical jump um, with exercise, and then you can you can do a, you can have something like this, like a box, a yellow box, and jump on it. I was going to try and jump on mine then, but that would have been bad. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't think it is a good idea. But have something to jump, and maybe every day, uh, not every day, every two days, every three days, mm, jump on something bigger. Okay, next question. Ah, oh, and the one you've answered many times before. When did you first start playing volleyball? Ooh, I think I start playing like volleyball at six, seven. Like I make one cheer about the, the pre volleyball. Like, uh, I don't know, in Italy we, we call this like ball stop, ball. It's like not volleyball, but it's a, it's a mini game. Then I stop and I, I, I really start to play volleyball at 12, 13, something like this in my, in my hometown. Did you play any other sports? Basketball. Uh, of, course. of course. And swimming. I swim a lot. Oh, do you, do you still swim that well? Obviously not now, but, uh, but yeah. when you're no, able to... I have to do this here because for practicing without mm-hmm. the field, like to, um, for the breathing, for the... I swim a lot this year. Uh, that question was from Yulka Yavorska01. So thank you for your question. Uh, the next question was uh, is from Ibrahim Arsene07. Have you got any locker room secrets from the Italian team that you can share with us? Allora. Oh. Uh, hmm. But uh, I think that what mm, I am one of the last player that go out from the locker room every day. Um, Giannelli is the last player that go out from of the locker room, like before to go in the field, like before the match when we okay. go, we have to. Like we we are together and we are going together to the field. He is the last 
and we wait every time. <laughs> but he came. But he came. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, these two things. And the other, no, I, I in this moment I I have these two things about the. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll yeah. do a late night one one day where we get all the secrets. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a really good question actually. Who is the hardest setter to read as a middle blocker? Who is the hardest? Yeah, the most the difficult hard, setter. Hard. Yeah, oh. the most difficult setter to read. Oof. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, mm, um, no, I, I the first mm, that I that I think about it was like Maguf. But um, all the high setter are not so easy to to eat, absolutely. But I think maybe, but I think also there is something personal. I'm Maouf, uh, yeah, Maouf. It's, it's interesting you say it's personal. So do you think you could ask 10 middle blockers and they might give you 10 different setters? No, no, I don't think so. But I'm not the... Um, I'm not, I say, no, I see him. No, maybe, maybe his person, like, uh, them, I think that no, we are we three for name, not. Okay. But maybe we can, like, we can have small differences about the, the, the answer. I think, uh, Mauve. Okay, uh, let's move on then. Another question. This is from Jeremy Kantagoncharova. Thank you for your question. Who's the hardest player to block? Uh, Leon uh, is not so. Is <laughs> uh, not so close to to be blocked. Uh, Leon is really hardest to to block. I think is one of the. The hardest why, why is that then? I mean, obviously, I've I've never been on the court and played against him, but I've seen him, and he's a phenomenon. What is it that makes him so difficult? By he really can has a lot of spike. He he really can spike where he wants, and sometimes you block him because he um, maybe choose not the best spike in that moment. Then you block him, I think, yeah, you are good. But I think that he, was, he wasn't he was so good in, at that moment, maybe. Um, and then he spikes really high and it's, uh, it's difficult also to go and block someone at that high. If you were given one day to play for another national team that wasn't Italy, which national team would you play for? <laughs> this is amazing question. Oh, uh, oof. 
I don't know. Any team. I like a lot of team. I like a lot of the, I have friends in a lot of national team. Like, uh, um, I don't know, because I have some good um, thinking about, um, say, Bo uh, USA, like French or Serbia. Um, Brazil. Brazil. Great. Yeah. Well, that leads us on very nicely <laughs> to the next question that was sent in by Bartek Wojciechowski. Where are you going to be playing next season? In Milan. In Milan. Great. Captain, in, I, ca captain of the team again? <laughs> yeah. If nobody protests about this, I think. <laughs> <I'm hoping. laughs> But how does it feel to be the captain of, of that team, of any team? Obviously, people are looking up to you and your career changes. One minute you're the young guy just coming through, then all of a sudden you're a senior player, and now you're lucky enough to be the captain. What does that feel like? But being captain is something that um, makes me grow up so much because it was um, changed the responsibilities that that I have changed the, um, the point of uh, responsibility. And I'm happy because I love to have cure about um, other people that I love to have with me. And then uh, I, I was so happy when I came here in Milan. It was a project um, really good and interesting, thinking about Milan in the future. And it was a good uh, bet also for uh, for for me. Uh, came here being with like last season, just not just the other season. I was the older of my team, and I was in the beginning twenty not uh, twenty seven. That I say wow because it was uh, was yeah it was another type of responsibility that I that I need, that I have to, I have to be, um, I have to make some step also. And I love to, um, I love to be a captain. Uh, I love to do this with people that I love because it's easier. Not it's easier, no. I love to be captain with people that I love because they can help me. It's like, I think a lot in the, um, in changing ourselves also, uh, thanks to, to the other, like, um, and I'm, I was lucky here in Milan because people um, give it to me a, a lot of love, a lot of uh, um, good and positive thinking and vibes. And I love to be captain here in, in Milan. I love it. It was good to so meet, meet the young guys, the young um, player. It is nice. Uh, it's so great to speak to you about stuff like this because it does really seem like you're one of the players who, who likes to give back. Uh, which brings me on nicely to the project with you and Luca. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, about Bruno Di Vecchi. Yeah, this project, uh, I think, is the biggest project that I, make in my, that I made in my, in my life. I'm so proud about this. We start with a web radio. In uh, 2013, we were in the national team and we would like to 
speak with people, not only with the image, with the social network, with, but also with, with the voice, then without an image, without being so, um, so player also, because sometimes when you are good in, in a way, like when I am, I'm a player, I'm a good player, uh, like a lot of player. Uh, and then maybe people are on you because you are a good player, but you can go, you can, you can be a good player and a bad man. You can be a good player and a bad uh, chef. You can be a good player and a bad artist. Okay. And then was this, uh, it's important to be a good player and a good man, to be a good player and a good artist, a good musician, and then put this thing together. Sometimes I think that to make people understand better this, you have to make a step back. And then uh, we put out our, uh, our image that was too strong, I think. And then with only the voice, maybe people also, um, maybe we, in the first time, we can give to other, other things. And also people can receive um, this in a different way because um, it's only the voice and it's powerful. Now I bought also a wonderful microphone then ah. we got a lot of podcast new. We have this project with um, with all the the shirt like this that we we have a collab with uh, with Africa with the Congo and we work with the young people there and um, with the people here in Italy and we put together this um, this kind of um, uh, artisanal worker and we create this uh, this collaboration this this brand that they want to be a way to transfer a good meaning like uh, the solidarity sustainability <laughs> and all this uh, this important term i think that we can do something more when we are out of the the field and body back is one of the best things that I have to do this. You are a good man. Um, well, look, I'm going to leave you go because you're a busy man. And thank you so much for having a chat and snapping me out of my boredom. I certainly feel better now. But before you do go, have you got a message for the fans who are going to watch this in English and in Italian? Yeah. Allora, um, Thanks to playing volleyball, thanks to love this, uh, this sport, thanks to make this sport better and try to use this, uh, this sport, try to use this, um, your practice, your uh, way to be a sportman, a sportwoman, to make the, the world a better place. That means that mm, bring what you have good and beautiful uh, out the field, in the field, and brings what you make beautiful in the field, out of the field. Ah. Um, grazie, grazie per, um, per, uh, per il supporto che date um, all'Italia, alla pallavolo in generale, ovunque essa venga giocata. Giocate a pallavolo, per divertirvi fate sport, per divertirvi fate sport, perché è un gran veicolo per uh, poter rendere il mondo è un posto più bello, fuori dal campo e portate tutto quello che è meraviglioso nelle vostre vite in campo. E creiamo una sinergia molto bella dentro e fuori dal campo. 
I'd be better in English than in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you're an absolute hero. Thanks so much for having a chat with me. Uh, let's stay in touch during this quarantine. But good luck. Good luck with the knee. Good luck with staying healthy. And uh, I'll see you in Tokyo. Thank you. Thank you so Cheers, much. Cheers, dude. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. And that was Teo Piano. What a lovely human being. I do enjoy, Dave, that you're adopting all of their nicknames and casual, you know, friendly terms. Because before Unscripted, would you have called him Teo Piano? Well, no, I'd have called him Matteo. And I think in that Unscripted I did, but that was because I'd recorded the outro before I'd actually met him and he said call me Teo so now I call him Teo best bud I've got his phone number true that is the two the two things of classifying a best bud got their phone number call them something other than their real first name is that right Key yes it is yes it is Bunga so we're all best buds then as well are we yeah David and Matthew yeah (laughs) don't full name me I'm not in trouble am I I'm the only one here who doesn't have a nickname and I'm totally totally DeRodge Yuck. It's your Twitter. That's, it. That's close enough. DeRodge. 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 To be fair, I'm dressed like a DeRodge today in a baggy <laughs> back to front baseball cap. Oh my God, DeRodge. Um, <laughs> focus up, people. We're talking about one of the, the leaders in the Italian camp here. But I think one of the things that we definitely found out in that 20 minutes or so is there is a lot more to him than the man we see on court. Absolutely. Yeah, his first sentence was he wants to make the world a better place. He wants to be a better human. He wants this quarantine thing to make us all closer as players and as people. And if that doesn't say something about him, I just don't know what does. Using his example then, what are you guys doing to make yourselves better human beings during quarantine? Or what have you done during quarantine to make yourself better human beings? Oh no, you've put us on the spot now. Key Michael, YouTube creator, must have been more busy than before. <laughs> yeah i don't know if that counts as making myself a better human being that's setting the standard pretty high well it's sharpening your tools isn't it yeah just getting creative just doing things that get your mind off the situation and try to bring people together i mean i don't think my youtube videos are necessarily changing the world in any way but if i can i don't know if i can help one young volleyball player see what life as a pro might be like i don't know i'm doing my bit am i doing my bit I don't know. Matteo Panos, he's written a book. He's, he's, he has a podcast going. He's starting volleyball camps. He's, he's a good human. He's, he's, a, he's one to follow. He is, he is. And Matt, better human? Uh, for me, it's all about being a better dad and a better husband. Because for so many months I travel and obviously now I, I can't. And um, yeah, having the time together has is, is improved us as a family. I mean, there's obviously more challenging times when you have a number of kids inside the, the same space for a long period of time. But we take advantage of the, the outdoors and I have to admit, I was one of the ones that asked Matteo a question in that, um, because we obviously did some fan questions, didn't we? Which we stopped um, because we shifted that to something else. You were one of the fans. I was a fan that asked a question, yeah. I am a fan. uh, So my question was one of the ones um, which Dave liked, probably because he knew it was from me, or did did you not realise? I may or may not have. I'm not going to give away the secrets of of my shows here, mate. (laughs) So my question was, as a fellow middle and key, you can... You can hopefully get on board with this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what was the hardest setter to play against or which was the hardest setter to play against in terms of reading them. Because 
at my level of volleyball, generally, if they were going to set the ball backwards, there'd be a big arch at the back, a big intake in breath, and then in slow motion, the ball would go behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the top, it's obviously not as pronounced as that. Um, but yeah, that was my question to him, and I was I was pleased with his response. It's kind of who I would have expected. Do you know? I didn't know. I didn't know you were a middle mat. Well, I'm not a Libra, am I? Let's be honest. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have assumed. I, you don't want to make those kind of assumptions about people, but you know, no, I feel like we've we've bonded over that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see what he said about that. I'm also as a middle. I'm always curious to hear. Listen to you two bonding about height. <laughs> Aren't you six two, Dave? Yeah, yeah, six two. Six but he is the shortest in the group, so. Yeah, crazy. That was a great question, and I think I might have stolen it and tried to pass it off as my own during the interview. <laughs> You've also asked it to a few people since, I've heard. I also love getting setters' opinions on setters as well. Um, they are the self-proclaimed most cerebral players in volleyball, and I've got two middles here. You guys get to fight your own corner on this one. Key, who is the hardest setter you've played against? Hardest to read? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I'd have to rack my brain. I'd have to come back to you on that because I'm not in I'm not in the volleyball zone right now. Unwilling to commit episode four. Well, we've noted it. I don't what I'm I'm kind of yeah, I'm a bit like Maggie in that sense. Everyone has their own strength. <laughs> we'll revisit that in episode five of unscripted podcasting. All right, I'll go and have a that's my homework for tonight. I'll go have a think about who the hardest setter to read is. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, um, either of you, uh, with with a setter where you've just totally got it wrong. Almost every single time I step on the court. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every match. <laughs> but that's half the fun. I mean, that's the fun of being a middle is that you have your game plan and you have your setter tendencies that you've studied and you've watched video for hours. But when you're in that moment, you have split seconds to think about it and to do it. So sometimes you take that step in one direction, she goes the other way and you just have to say, well, well, well you win this round. Do you think middle blocker is the, the one position on the court where it is perhaps a little bit more of a of a physical battle not just when you go up for the ball to 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 spike the ball or to make the block but when you're sort of steering each other down through the net you can get a, a bit more of a feel for each other than other positions on the court i love when you say when you're standing there staring each other down <laughs> through the net as if that's part of the game plan oh come on of course it's part <laughs> of the game plan come on be honest with me. I've seen you're an intimidating character. I've never seen you smile on the court once. That's not true at all. <laughs> you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun when you're playing. Is there is there much net talk? I think the only time I'll ever talk to people through the net is if I know them, if I've played with them before and I have a relationship with them and I'll maybe make make jokes or say something silly just every once in a while, but it's not really trash talking. It's sort of, you know, watch the setter, she likes to dump. That's hardly trash talk. <laughs> She likes, she likes to dump. Uh, let's bring it back to, to Teo then, my friend Teo. Uh, he is, I hate to use a stereotype, but a typical Italian, isn't he? He's so flamboyant with the way he uses his voice and his hand gestures everywhere. And he's so expressive, but it was just such, even though we were we were doing it over a, over webcam, I could see him and, and it just sort of, it just energised me. It was a lovely energy to be around. Did, did you find that when you were in Italy, Key? Was it a kind of mm. embracing culture? Were, were there a lot of people who sort of lived up to that stereotype? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's it's definitely true that the Italians are passionate. Get very excited at matches. The fans, you know, they love you. They are waiting outside. They're waiting for autographs. They They want to be involved in your world and be part of it. Uh, okay. Passion, the blood, okay. the blood runs, runs thick in Italy. Yeah, 
well, Italians are throughout volleyball, aren't they? Because of their dominance, and and we've worked, I've worked with some great Italians, and, and the knowledge and the passion comes through with everything they do about the sport and, and about the history as well. So yeah, I mean they're a fantastic European nation, aren't they? In terms of volleyball, one one of the best. What does allora mean? Allora. I'm a bit naive here. Allora. Allora. <laughs> it basically just means like, okay, so, well. Okay, so. so. Uh, just as Dave doesn't like allora. when people start sentences with, so, guys. So that would be the Italian equivalent. Exactly. That's the Italian equivalent of so. Uh, but how much nicer does it sound? Allora. As opposed to so, guys. <laughs> so, basically. Basically, yeah. Allora. Allora. So, beautiful and musical and poetic and uh, yeah it's I, I, I love listening to it so next time we have an italian on we should start the podcast with a lot maybe that's how we should start them all anyway mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, interestingly with him as well from a uh, from a player's perspective he told me that he was committed to playing in milano milan um again next season so he is you know he, he's He's committed to, to being in Italy now. It's obviously something that that he loves and maybe that will allow him to have a little bit more time off the court to do all those projects that, that he's really excited about. But from the conversations we've had before, Matt, I'm always intrigued when players do commit to clubs for more than a season. Yeah, absolutely. He seems to be settled there. And, and I think it's because a lot of his off-the-court stuff is based there as well. He's obviously a fellow podcaster. We should uh, we should probably get him on at some point and he can tell us a bit about what he does. Um, obviously, it's an Italian. He can give us some tips. He could. <laughs> he could. Yeah, he clearly likes clearly likes Italy. Clearly likes Milan, um, and he's captain of his club. He, he's you know he's he's in a key position of a of a big Italian powerhouse that they don't quite reach the Champions League, but you know Italy is a tough league to get into the Champions League from. Um, and coming into an Olympics, if I mean, if I was a top athlete, I'd probably want to be in my home country for that year coming into an Olympics. Yeah, I suppose mm. as few variables as possible leading up to that that one point is is certainly favourable. Uh, when you've been making your decisions in the past about clubs to sign for, Key, have you thought about the kind of lifestyle and and actually perhaps being able to settle somewhere and and make roots somewhere or put roots down somewhere for more than however long a season lasts. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I think he mentioned that he's sort of maybe like, did he, I think he's had a few minutes from his family that's very close. And mm. we don't have that option. I mean, if you're a British player or an American player or even an Australian, you know, any English-speaking country, you don't, we don't have a professional league. So I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of players that grow up in Italy and they can spend their entire careers in Italy and have the best of all worlds. They have their family. They have their high-level volleyball. They have awesome fans and, let's say, delicious food. Especially, we're talking about Italy. Yeah, I would. I would love to have had that opportunity, but unfortunately, I was not born Italian. <laughs> Alas, you had to pack your bag and travel the world to to make it as a pro. <laughs> uh, well, that was Teo Piano, uh, and I think we will all agree another another excellent human being. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Absolutely. And a future podcast guest, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, Keith, Matt, lovely to talk to you as always. I really, really enjoy these. And hopefully that comes across to you guys listening as well. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us as we dig a little deeper into the Unscripted series. Uh, Key, it's time for you to remind me again. When do these come out? Now, if I remember correctly, they're coming out on Mondays for the podcast and the Unscripteds are coming out on Fridays. 
And something for the fans, Dave. Something for the fans. Obviously, next week, Key's going to reveal the setter that she found it hardest to read. So if anyone wants to guess who she comes up with next week, then use the hashtag. What's the hashtag they have to use? What is it, Matt? Let Volleyball Talk. Let Volleyball Talk, yes. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. It's been uh, a pleasure to talk to all of these people in the Unscripted series and obviously a pleasure to talk to Key and Matt in further detail as well. Uh, Please keep in touch with us. Matt's already mentioned the hashtag. It is Let Volleyball Talk. Uh, We are all always around on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get in touch. Stay in touch. But until next time, goodbye. Bye. Mm -hmm.